Hello everybody and welcome to Soapbox Reviews Ruby. Today we're going to be talking about episode 3. I am of course Soapbox Bill and joining me is of course my good friend General War Thunder. Today's episode is Ace Operative Season 7 Episode 3. Uh, the girls finally have their new look that you see in the uh, in the uh, Season 7 or Volume 7 whatever thing uh cover art in the uh, intro yeah in the intro and everything and uh broad strokes uh the girls and the aesops which is an allusion to aesops fables <laughs> good on you ruby writers very clever um i haven't done research to see which characters are what related to what fable i'm sure somebody has but i'm I have not done that research yet, but uh, we get to see the Aesops in action in a scenario where 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 they're not complete assholes. Uh, video game connections, like uh, how Harriet reminds me of Jackie from Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you play the new Mortal Kombat, but I, I do not. I do not play oh. fight. I'm not a huge fighting game guy, but oh let's, well. Let's, let's, okay, well, anybody who has, um, that's the connection I made. Yeah, um, yeah. Aesop's Aesop's fables. That's the connection I made. <laughs> I'm like, uh, they, there might be other like, they might have drawn from other in- sources of inspiration for the characters. Um, and then uh, we've got the girls going in to uh, clear out a, uh, a dust mine which has been infested with Grimm because that's where the uh, new Amity satellite thing that Ironwood wants to launch is going to be launched from. So they have to clear out this uh, big bad geist Grimm. And it's basically broad strokes. It's an excuse to see the girls with their new gear, show what the Aesops are actually able to do, and just small character moments. But all in all, I think it was a good episode, broadly speaking. Uh, like, how so? Like, you mean, like, animation-wise, story-wise, just... Well, the, the animation was crisp and the animators took some time to like show oh sweat beating off of john's uh forehead they took some time to show little details which is uh is those kind of little things that they haven't included in series past which it's good for them to be showing off hey we're doing more we're learning how to do more stuff um like we're really trying to like do more and Mm -hmm. do those little details the animation for the fights was well choreographed it was very well executed story-wise while there wasn't any big story development in this episode there were some character moments and uh story points which are which were while not major were definitely uh somewhat needed for development i only have one gripe about the animation and i don't know obviously i'm not an animation expert but that 
this happened in a previous episode. It's uh, it's their smoke effect. Uh, the scene uh, in particular that I'm referencing is when uh, Alpha rips down the beam and opens a new path. That smoke effect did not look right to me. And the previous episode was The Lost Fable, where Oz and Salem's castle is being destroyed. And that smoke... Yeah, the it's that smoke effect just bothers me. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's probably a pre-made smoke effect or a reused asset from something else because animating smoke is a pain in the ass. Smoke is one of those things that is really hard to animate and animate well, and it takes a lot of time to try and get it down. I mean, I've... And that's just me talking from some of the behind-the-scenes things I've watched from uh, various animation studios. Smoke is a pain to animate, especially, like, semi-translucent smoke is even Mm -hmm. more of a pain. But, uh, yeah, smoke animation is difficult to pull off. But Like I said, I'm not an expert. It just... I just noticed it, and it's what stood out to me the most. Otherwise, yeah, I agree. The animation flowed really well this episode. We finally got to see the centipede grim. Yeah. I have to admit, when they... No, not when they first showed up. When Blake was going in through the cracks and is ambushed by the geist grim, I jumped. That was a jump scare, and I actually jumped. So, uh... Good on you, Ruby Riders. I, I, <laughs> you got me. You got me with that jump scare. Yeah, well, I didn't. All I, all I, I immediately thought of Ruby Chibi and just like, oh look, it's Larry. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't flash back to that that much this episode, but um. Well, I, it just, right, it just sticks with me because he was. Uh, Carrie, I think it was Carrie who voiced him, but yeah, he just did a really good, just stupid, and especially when he became a pie. Yeah, that was just, that was just funny. Um, yeah. I actually flash back more to the season four uh, first couple of episodes when uh, Ruby and Juniper, or the remains of Juniper, were uh, fighting off against a Geist Grimm that was made of rocks, like just all rocks. It kind of reminded me of that that and how it kind of highlighted the difference between Ruby and Juniper at that point and what the Aesops are capable of. Like they were able to take down that Grim, which was basically a much more a much older, much more powerful and much more dangerous version of something that they had trouble with when they were just starting out. Um, my, post-fall. Uh, my only objection with that is uh, it wasn't really Ruby, uh, the team. It was more just her. You see what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't really Ruby and Juniper. It was just, you know, Ruby herself. Yeah, Jean and was shouting out little really, commands. It was really confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. It's just like my only like objection, I guess, would be like we didn't really, we haven't really seen what like uh, the new team Ruby is capable of. We just saw what Ruby the girl can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you talking about in the season 
four episode with a yeah. guy's grim or this one? Yeah, in season four, because it's just, like, like I said, it's just Ruby herself and not her team. So we haven't really seen what they could do against a Geist, I guess. Yeah, but it showed, like, Ruby had a lot. You Ruby and... Yeah, yeah they... It, my point was the power differential, the, the yeah. skill differential between them, how she and uh, Jean, who was without his weapon at the time... Ren and Nora, who were pretty much completely ineffective against it, were essentially non-entities in that fight, but versus how the Aesops were able to just base completely dismantle this that this thing. Mm-hmm. And actually Sh- pull it out of him. Yeah, showing how... Showing the difference in experience levels. Right. And it, it establishes the Aesops as, hey, these guys are professionals. They are good. And, and they are going to die. Like, it, you, it, like, in my opinion, like, that's how it's going to happen. They're, they're going to die. So, or somebody, somebody's going to die in this volume. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not going to speculate on who. And I'm not going to say all the Aesops, but... Probably somebody amongst them will die. I'm, yeah. I'm not. But uh, so, uh, all, we get okay, some... I guess moving on would be the the weapon upgrades. Yeah, um, we we to... see some of the weapon upgrades, but it's subtle, and you don't really see a whole lot of them. Uh, the biggest, I think, was Ruby and Yang. Uh, Ruby's the head of her scythe; she can now spin around. And uh, Yang leads pretty much mines. Yeah, Yang can lead mines and has a remade uh, version of Ember Celica for her cybernetic arm instead of just the little like pocket shotgun Gun. inside yeah. the the uh, cyber arm. So she's got a full sized Ember Celica, which that, uh, that's good have, to see uh, her when, back uh, with both arms. When Blake's uh, going through uh, the tunnel, you can actually see, if you look close enough, you can see uh, the forgery marks in Gamble Shroud. I thought that yeah, was a the, nice touch. Yeah, and it's yellow, which, oh, all the, the beast shippers will go off. There there, there was some uh, ship baiting in this episode, but between oh, Blake tad. and Yang, <laughs> a little more than a tad, but... Well, yeah, yeah. They're young teen, they're young like teenage girls, so that those kind of interactions are normal, ish. So, who do you think right now is shipping Crow and Alpha? Oh, everybody at this point. (laughs) I mean, I have bad luck. I have good luck. Oh dear God! And the whole wink thing. I'm just like. I mean, it was a good moment for Crow to be like, uh, like he was in his own pity zone of, you don't want to be around me, I cause bad luck. And the guy just, like, water off a duck's back, like, well, I cause good luck, so you'll be okay with me, buddy. It's just, and he's just like, wait, what? What? Like, he's, <laughs> he, he's just bewildered. The look on his face is slightly bewildered at this, like... The, like the guy doesn't even really care that much. 
Um, we saw Ren and John get an upgrade. Uh, Ren's uh, bayonets can now be propelled. And they're bigger. And they're bigger, yes. Yeah, and John's shield now has like a Hyperion holographic digistruct function. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been playing some Borderlands 3. Well, I mean, <laughs> not really a... But yeah, um, and... Uh, don't really see what Nora's gotten an upgrade on, and neither with Weiss. I mean, her, I think just looking at Mirtanaster, it looks like it's more saber-ish and less rapier. So it's a little more in line with her sister's weapon, almost. I I'll have to rewatch it. I don't recall seeing. I don't recall seeing any changes to Mirtanaster. Yeah, it, it looked. It was subtle, but I think it looked like less rapier, slender, stabby, stabby, and more saber, slashy, stabby. Mm-hmm. Like a fencing saber as opposed to a rapier, mm-hmm. which is pure poking. Right. Slightly more substantial. But uh, yeah, the teams go in, the uh, fight scene with the Aesops dismantling the Grim. And uh, Ruby catches the last piece of volatile dust that falls off. And Harriet, who has a speed semblance, and that Ruby comments, Oh, you go super fast, just like me. But when she sees Ruby's semblance, she says, No, that's not a speed semblance. That's something different. So Because of course it is. Yeah, but it's it's something interesting that Ruby's semblance isn't just speed, which we know with the whole rose petals and how she can split herself off in multiple things, that it's more than just that. But now we might be able to get an explanation as to what her semblance actually is. Uh, do you read the comics? Because apparently in the comics it's speed and teleportation. I, if I I've, I've, I've been meaning to pick up the comments, the comics. I actually went to a comic book convention today, but they had all the old, they had old comics, not new stuff. So, hmm. um, but I don't think it has a physical form yet. I'm pretty sure it's still just all digital. Just digital print. Yeah. 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 They'll probably wait till like there's a few issues out and then release like a uh, volume. Yeah. Something like that. Which is how I usually buy comics anyways. Yeah. But... Yeah, well, I don't know if they're canon or if they're like the manga and they're just making Ruby stories or Ruby shorts. Yeah, I I don't know, but some of that uh, side story stuff does give context and does build a little bit more for character in the world, even if it's not canon necessarily. Mm. But... It, it deepens the characters if you apply some of it. No. But yeah, I I found this episode f- enjoyable. It wasn't anything earth-shaking and didn't have any moments that made me go, oh, yes, 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 yes. But um, it was an enjoyable episode. It We got to see some cool choreography, cool fight scenes, and some decent and nice character moments. Oh, yeah. Scene we skipped over. Which one? Um, Ruby doubting herself over lying to Ironwood and her team being like, okay, why are we, why did we lie? Why did you lie to Ironwood? 
and Oscar calling her out for lying to Ironwood because that's kind of like what Oz did to them. And that's really what he says, which was kind of a good point. Yeah, it, it was a point that needed to be raised, and it's showing that little bit of conflict in Ruby's own head of she's trying to do the right thing, but she's not sure if she can trust Ironwood because of like all the crap she had, she and everyone had to put up with in order to get to this point, which is at least in a uh, secondary way is his fault. So I feel like from watching just the intro, the scene where Ironwood is like, but, or, I don't know if he's training Oscar or if he's going after Oz because he finds out the truth, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be the latter in that situation. That's the thing. I think it's training, and I think the that scene's a red herring. Like, they're making it out to look like it's Ironwood going after Oz, but I think it's, okay, you need to get trained up. I'm the headmaster of Atlas Academy. I know how to, I can teach you and takes Oscar under his wing. And it's a, uh, it's a sparring session. But the, but, um, Oscar isn't fighting though. Like his cane, he's not using the cane in the defensive. He's like, he's not even holding it as like, as a sparring match. He's trying to run away from his punches. Like, I mean, I know, obviously, that's what would happen in a sparring match, but that's not what, at least what I saw. Again, that's why I think it's a red herring. I think it's not uh, Ironwood actually going after Oz. I think it's, like, a surprise sparring match. Be like, okay, you have to be ready at any time. Fight! Kind of thing. And he's stumbling. He's just trying to run away, get his footing. Uh after being, like, blindsided with this, but it's not malicious. Oh, and, uh, the ending. Like, so, my question now is, Tyrion going after people who know about the Happy Huntsman, or is he just killing people like a serial killer would? I am not sure. It could be either. It could be both. And that's a that's a question that is raised, and I think does does Tyrion's eyes like change colors like when he yes like powers up his cybernetic tail his eyes go purple. Oh well, no, they did that when he had his regular tail because in the Crow versus Tyrion fight, when he uh, stabbed Crow, uh, his eyes were purple because he was using his venom. Ah, okay, that, that's a detail from that fight. I don't re- I didn't really remember. But all you remember is because they zoomed in on his face with purple eyes right before Ruby cut off his tail. Yeah. Which confuses me because scorpions can grow their tails back. So I I, I think that's some scorpions. It might not be all scorpions. And just because he has a scorpion tail doesn't mean he has that um, particular ability. Yeah, cuz like not cuz not all lizard faunus have tails and those that do like if they get their tails cut off it might not necessarily regrow well in the world of remnant uh crow said that they did it might be a generalization and i don't take world of remnant as absolute fact 
Oh, well, I mean, well, they, they say it is, so that's where I take it as. But, uh, um, oh, uh, so apparently this is the dust mine where Ilya's parents died. I don't yeah. Know if that was important. It, but it's a, it's implied. It it's implied, and it's used as a uh, a kind of mechanism for to show in in a character moment how much Weiss has grown from the bitchy semi racist. Um, semi. Yeah, I'm going with semi-racist because it was mostly <laughs> due to her own ignorance and upbringing rather than, like, her actively participating in it against right. the faunus. Coming to terms with that and be like, yeah, this is bad. I should have been able to do more in, like, the regret she had. And how much her and Blake's relationship has changed over the course of the last seven volumes I count six because she wasn't. Re- they weren't really together in four, but yeah, yeah, I see. What, yeah, that's just nitpicking at this point. Yeah, it show it. My point is, it shows the character growth. Yeah, I, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's just that yeah. was nitpicking. But uh, yeah, it was an enjoyable episode. Not award-winning level, but definitely, it was a good episode. So uh, we didn't uh, get. Was, uh, uh, the only scene that I guess we haven't talked over is uh, where Jean is looking at his weapon and he's looking at his sash and decides to cut his hair. I guess. Yeah, Which, he cuts cuts his hair because uh, it was getting in the way, and uh, the sash, which was from Pira. Oh, and uh, well, this is just me, but uh, so this is the first episode where I actually heard the difference between VAs for Crow, and I again, I really don't mind it, because in the first two episodes, eh, it still sounded kind of like the old Crow, but in this one in particular, for me at least, is when I heard the new voice. So. Yeah, because in this one, Crow had much longer speaking lines he was speaking for longer periods of time so you could it was more noticeable but still good performance in my book oh yeah i'm not saying it was bad i'm just saying this this is the first time for me at least to notice it yeah but uh yeah we don't have any kind of preview for the next episode i assume it will be the girls go back to atlas for the next stage of whatever this is maybe we'll get to see robin i don't know uh no one knows because there's no ruby rewind this season which kind of makes me sad but um yeah well uh we'll see you all next time this has been soapbox bill uh have a nice time everybody out there on the internets good evening And good luck.